Imagine for a moment that you have the chance to meet your favorite celebrity. It could be anyone. You don't have to say Jesus. Let's say it's Prince Harry. You've started to read his memoir, Spare, and you have a lot of questions. You're a little worried about him after spilling so many royal secrets. You also think like he sounds like a great guy, and the two of you would be great friends. You would talk about global causes, how to make the world a more humane place, how to break the cycle of generational trauma. You have advice for him on how to deal with his brother and his dad, and you could use his perspective on some of your own challenges, too. It would be a very meaningful friendship for both of you. So imagine that you find yourself at an event, and there he is, standing alone, and you have an opening. You walk up to him, reach out your hand, and say, Well, what do you say? What's your opening line? Just about anything that comes out of your mouth will just sound like you're saying you're a big fan, which will make it nearly impossible to get to that real connection that you'd like to have. There's really no way for that opening moment to be anything other than awkward. Which is why I find one of the lines we just heard in the Gospel of John so very endearing. Just before it, Jesus walks by and John the Baptist shouts, Behold the Lamb of God! John explains literally to anyone who will listen that the guy walking by is the Son of God himself. This has affectionately been called John-splaining. Now, two of John's followers hear this and decide to follow Jesus. Not in, the, not in the sense of a disciple just yet, but literally following behind him. Jesus turns and catches them, kind of lurking behind him. And he asks, what are you looking for? This is their moment. They have an opening with the most important and famous person they've ever seen, the one they've longed to meet their whole lives. Their hearts are yearning for closeness with Jesus. What does one say to the Messiah? What's your opening line? They manage to eke out a small, awkward question. Rabbi, where are you staying? Kind of like, what hotel are you staying at in Little Rock? We sure hope you're enjoying your visit so far. That's small talk with the Son of God. Now, Jesus, of course, is gracious in his response. He doesn't play the part of an unapproachable celebrity. He doesn't judge the awkwardness of their question, nor does he Messiah-splain his identity to the new recruits. In a gospel filled elsewhere with elaborate explanations about who Jesus is, given in several lofty I am statements like, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread of life, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus here refrains from lengthy paragraphs and high theology. He honors the disciples' question with a simple, come and see. It's a lovely response to an awkward opener. 
Now, all of which could make for a nice and tidy sermon about following Jesus, right? But this exchange is about something even bigger. The disciples might think that they're just pitching an opening line to get the conversation going, but they actually end up foreshadowing a really big idea when they ask Jesus where he's staying. In the farewell discourse much later in the book, Jesus will teach the disciples that God abides in him and he in God, and that we will abide in Christ and he in us, so we're all mysteriously, wondrously connected. When the disciples start this conversation with Jesus, they unknowingly ask him where he abides. This foreshadows the surprising and life-giving teaching that comes later in the book. Christ will tell them that he abides in them, and we in him. To the question, Rabbi, where are you staying? He will ultimately answer, with you. I'm staying with you. We all have questions for God. Asking our questions can feel as awkward as pitching an opening line to a prince or some other celebrity we long to know and to be close to. We want to get our questions for God just right. We, we want to earn God's favor by asking them well. And once we get to know each other better, we hope that God will love us. But the questions we come up with often feel awkward, small, self-pitying, or scared hardly the impression that we want to make. But I think God already knows this about us. It has amazing answers in store that we hardly know how to ask for. There is one more slightly nerdy detail to mention in today's passage, if you'll permit me one more. The very first thing that Jesus says in the Gospel of John is today's question. What are you looking for? That's significant as an opening line. As readers of the gospel, the Lord asks each of us what we are looking for. That question seems particularly fitting on the weekend that we honor Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. He was looking for a world with less racism, less militarism, less oppression of the poorest workers in our society. That vision defined his tireless work, and we can find inspiration in his vision as we ask ourselves what we are looking for in our homes, in our church, in our city, in our world. The world we hope for can inform all that we do, whether we're a prince or a commoner. And like Dr. King's dream, our vision is rooted deeply in the peaceable kingdom of God, the very thing Jesus invited the disciples to come and see. If we go back to our fictional event for just a moment, filled with celebrities, we find Jesus standing alone for a moment. There's an opening. You've wanted to meet him for a long time, and given the opportunity, you think you'd make great friends. You could talk about everything from global causes to your worries closer to home. Jesus turns to you and asks what you're looking for. Go ahead, pitch your questions. 
no matter how small or awkward or imperfect, and then listen. God has a habit of taking our questions and responding with truths that are much bigger than we anticipate as we approach. After all, the disciples once asked a clumsy question about Jesus' hotel, and they stumbled on one of the greatest wisdom teachings in the gospel, that Christ abides with us. So ask away. There is always an opening with God, so pitch your questions before they are perfect or acceptable, and then listen. The Lord will be gracious with your questions. Come and see. Amen.